Welcome to Woman Up, everyone. Our purpose of this podcast is to connect women from all over the world with the most powerful tool of storytelling. Once a week, a wonderful woman will share her journey with us, focusing on different aspects of her life, aspects that each and every one of you will be able to relate to and learn from. We're all connected in this life, and what better inspiration than your woman next door? Let's find the next woman together. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you might be chiming in from. Whatever date it is for you, welcome to another episode of Woman Up. As you always know, we bring the best to the show, and we're really excited to share this story with you today about Jessica, who is an experienced nurse with a demonstrated history of working in the hospital and healthcare industry in the pediatric population for over seven years. She has a passion for helping others succeed, not only with their health, but in all areas of life. Jessica has also been working as a holistic life and health coach for over five years. She has empowered many individuals to improve not only their health and wellness, but also their relationships, finances, personal growth, and overall mindset. Her personal passions are holistic health and healing, fitness, yoga, spiritual growth, personal development, reading self-help books, being outside, helping others, and building strong relationships. Even though Jessica has been on an extensive health journey the past four years with loss, illness, injury, and trauma, her purpose is to continue motivating and inspiring others who cross her path. She firmly believes that everything happens for a reason and states we can either choose to let our challenges defeat us or we can use them as a catalyst to transform us. Jessica and her fiance have a big future ahead of them, raising a family, living on the beach, growing and expanding their businesses, supporting causes that are close to their hearts, and helping empower others together. And that is one of the main reasons that we have you on the show today. Thank you, Jessica, for being here. And let us know a little bit of why we're here today. Yeah, so we're here today just because I have gone through a pretty extensive uh, health journey the last four years. And most of it revolves around me getting breast implants. And I struggled a lot with breast implant illness. So I got sick very quick after I got my implants in and they were making me very ill. And I had to figure out what to do from there and what was the cause and did some research. And, you know, eventually I got them out and now I'm on a, I've been on a healing journey. Hey, Jessica, uh, we're so glad to have you here, and especially in a topic where I think it's very relatable to many women these days, especially with social media and being able to see what's happening around the world, more and more women take that avenue, and for many different reasons. So I guess to, for listeners to understand a little bit better, what was your reason from the first place to take it from the beginning of like, why did you decide to, to, to go down that avenue and have the breast implants in the first place? Yeah, good question. So ever since I was very young, I really struggled with my confidence. I was bullied and I, you know, always tried to find the wrong crowd to fit in with. And, you know, eventually I, I guess I was very like always self-conscious of my breasts as well. I never really liked them. And then eventually I turned to the fitness industry and you know, I started working out and losing some weight because I was quite a chubby kid, right? And 
And when I got into the fitness industry, I, you know, started doing fitness competitions. So I started competing. I did three shows competitively and I dove really deep into it. And most of the top place girls in the fitness competitions all had breast implants. And that was something that I lacked. And I told myself, you know, if I get these breast implants, you know, these will make me look better and more beautiful. And with fitness competitions, I mean, it's like you're competing against yourself and your body image all the time. And I always thought to myself, once I get these, I'll be happy. So I decided, you know, from the, the years of not liking my breasts and from the years of fitness competitions that this was the one thing that I could do for myself to really boost my confidence and my self-esteem. And that is why I decided to get breast implants. I know a lot of women do that, you know, because I'm always curious, especially when it's girlfriends or acquaintances that you meet and it's natural for the conversation to come up. Right. And a lot of what I've heard is because of self-conscious issues or being bullied while they were younger. And again, all of these things might stem from trauma. And then there's the other, the aesthetic side where women just want them to be perkier and round and lifted and all those things. And I, I can understand that. Breasts are interesting parts of a woman's body and all of us have different shapes and sizes of them. And it tends to be a part of the body that's paid a lot of attention to. Like, let's be real here. We're not going to beat around the bush about anything, but this is what happens. So when we don't like something, we want to, is it right to say, or correct to say, fix it. And that's going to look different for all of us. So my next question to you is when did you, So when you got them, how did you feel? And then what started happening? Yeah. So when I initially got them, I felt really good about myself. You know, I'm going to have these perky large breasts and everything's going to be okay. And, you know, I was healing obviously from the surgery and I was just excited to really step into enjoying them to the fullest. And it was probably about two months later that I got them in and my thyroid had crashed so that was the first symptom. I I didn't know why it crashed, but I had to go on some medication therapy. And I, I'm someone who doesn't really like pharmaceuticals, like being on pills for long term. So I really did other holistic ways to heal my thyroid. And I chose into like red light therapy and all different types of therapies. And I eventually came off my thyroid meds and I was healed. But that was about three months that my thyroid wasn't working. So I could barely get out of bed. I couldn't work. I was super weak. I had extreme body aches and extreme depression. So that was a huge, like rough patch that I had gone through. And I feel like, you know, once I healed from that, I felt better. And, but there was always some side of me that missed my small flat chest for some reason, because I know most women that get implants love them, but I feel like part of me just, they were uncomfortable and they were like big and kind of in the way, which some people warn me about, but I never really thought that I would be in that headspace. But I, you know, I obviously got them in there really expensive and I thought, you know, I'll just enjoy them. Uh, Life moved on and, you know, I was doing some traveling. I ended up actually getting two concussions in one day. That was extremely hard. So that was a couple months after I healed my my thyroid situation. And, you know, I just never felt good, like with the head injury and just going through the thyroid stuff. I just, I I felt a little bit defeated. 
And I was in post-concussion syndrome for probably about three months. So I had to go on some really heavy antidepressants to help me get through that period. Like I could barely read or, or even watch TV. I couldn't go to work again. And once I got that kind of healing and under control, I just had other symptoms pop up. It was like one after another. And it was hard for me to at first recognize that something else was going on because I had the brain injury too. But it was like my breasts were hot and they were tender and sore. And I had like really bad gut issues. My gallbladder would go through issues. I had kidney issues. Doctors didn't know what was wrong with my kidneys. I had like depression, anxiety, skin issues, swelling around my eyes. The whites of my eyes were extremely red. And then I had probably gained about 15 pounds of inflammation as well. And that wasn't a boost to my confidence either. Like I, I got these implants in to boost my confidence and, you know, have these perky large breasts that I wanted, but yet they were making me ugly inside and out. And I was questioning them for quite a while since, you know, my breasts were so warm and sore and I had all these symptoms. I was questioning, like, could it be the breasts that are making the implants that are making me sick? And I knew about breast implant illness before I got them in, but I never believed it. I thought it was some like subconscious thing. If you think, you know, you could get it, then you'll have it. And then all of a sudden, one of my friends came up to me and he was like, Jess, you started getting sick as soon as you got those implants in or like just a little bit after. And it made me really realize you are right. Like I, I literally started getting sick after I got these things in. Like I I just had never felt the same. And I was living with about 40, over 45 symptoms a day. I felt like I literally was dying. Like there's no way to explain how I was feeling. And like I mentioned before, like when my breasts were getting like hot and warm and sore and I had a feeling, I was like, I think it's this breast implant illness thing. Like I was researching it and my fiance is like, you know, like maybe you're just overthinking this, like just, just wait and see. And, you know, like don't make yourself fear for this. And I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. Like, I'll I'll just kind of like wait and see what happens. But in the back of my mind, I already kind of knew I had breast implant illness. But then when he, when my friend came to me and he told me like straight up, like, Jess, you start getting sick as soon as you got these things in. And I was like, you're right. This is totally what's going on. Like, I, I a hundred percent know that this is it. Like if other people who aren't in a romantic relationship with me and, you know, like are just my friends are seeing this and are telling me, you know, this is probably what's going on and witnessing it from afar, then yeah, it was like an aha moment. This is, you know, I need to look into this more. I need to figure out what to do next. Were you in, I guess, before we go into the part where like the process of you and what you went through to actually remove them and what it actually did to your body. So can we just Define what it means and some of the key symptoms that if a woman right now is going through something like this, can recognize it and be like, you know what, I just really need to go talk to a doctor or something. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of ladies have the same symptoms and and then other ladies have different symptoms. So I feel like most of the common symptoms would be like brain fog, fibromyalgia was definitely one of the hardest ones I, I suffered with, autoimmune issues or diagnoses, and a lot of chronic inflammation. A lot of ladies have digestive problems as well. Skin problems is a huge one also. 
So I'd say those are probably the most common as well. Yeah. So, see, that all sounds so serious too. Like it's crazy what like two little boobies, excuse me, I'm not trying to like, you know, d- deflate it here, but like could actually do to you. Were you in pain? Yeah. So I'd say I was like a nine to 10 out of 10 pain every single day. And it was, it was a pain that you can't describe. It was like every cell in my body was just like aching. Not only were like, and all of my organs were hurting too. My organs were pretty much like shutting down. And so I was, I was just in agony. I couldn't go to work for most of this time either. I, I didn't have a social life. I couldn't leave my house. I was, you know, miserable to be around because I was really in chronic pain every single day. I didn't have a day where I wasn't experiencing pain. Oh my God. I can't imagine. I just have like a tummy ache and I'm like, I can't go through my day. And then what happened? So I guess let's move into the whole process of like, you figure out that's what it was. And then what steps did you take up all the way up to the point where you got them removed and the healing process after that? Yeah, for sure. So I'll actually talk about a little more about like the discovery phase of like how and about like for sure figuring it out that was breast implant illness. Of course, I knew in my mind that it was because I did my own research, but I was also going to the the doctors. You know, I was in and out of the emergency a couple of times. And it was interesting because like you said before, like I'm a nurse and, you know, how did I come about being in the nursing industry and, you know, how did that impact me? Well, in the medical industry, they don't really talk about breast implant illness and they say they're safe medical devices. So if a lady were going to, you know, were thinking they have breast implant illness and go to her doctor, they most likely would be turned down and say, no, you don't have breast implant illness. A lot of doctors don't believe in it. A lot of surgeons don't believe in it as well. So when I went to the emergency, because I was a 10 out of 10 pain and I just felt like I was pretty much dying, legit. Yeah. He says, no, it's not these breast implants. And he did this little ultrasound thing in the room. And he's like, 99% sure that one's not ruptured. hundred percent sure that one's not ruptured. And I was like, yeah, but these still can make me sick if they're not ruptured. You know, like I've done my research and you know, you can get sick from these things if they're still intact. And you know, then he goes on, I, I had many doctors talk to me about, you know, have you lost someone recently or have you gone through trauma? yeah, I lost my dad a couple of years ago. I've lost my best friend. And they're like, well, maybe you should go on some, some psych medications. So they were honestly, they were pretty much blaming like my mental health as to why I was going through this. So that was a really tough situation. So I knew I couldn't go to the medical side of things. Um, so then I started going to, I did frequency healing and the lady even told me like, you know, I think all these toxins are in your body from your implants. And then I went to, I talked to a naturopath and she says, I have so many ladies that have gone through the same thing that you have as well. And they feel extremely better when they get them out. And then I went to a psychic medium that my friend actually referred me to, who told me in the first place, like, look, Jess, like maybe you have, maybe these implants are making you sick. So you know, bless him for helping me so much through this journey. And so I went to see the psychic medium and she says, you know, all your organs are shutting down in your body. These things are shutting down your immune system. You have toxins all throughout your body. And she says, like, I can't even believe you're alive right now. That's how sick I was. And no tests that the doctors could do could test for that either. Like I got blood work so many times and and everything came back normal. 
And so it was one of those things that wasn't really diagnosable, but I had to trust the holistic side of things that this is what was going on. Right. And then on the breast implant illness page on Facebook that I was a part of. So they have a really great website and amazing resources. And they note that you have to essentially go through surgery a specific way. So you need to see a specific surgeon, a microsurgeon who knows how to take out the implant properly. And that does the procedure a specific way. And that is because essentially when you have the implant in your body, it forms a capsule around it. And that capsule is kind of like your inflammatory response, trying to fight these implants out of your body. And sometimes they can even like, the capsule can get really, really tight. And that's also what can cause an implant rupture, but that's your body's natural mechanism of protection. And so when you have that capsule around your implants, it also can absorb all the toxins from the implants. So what I learned from all my research is that any and all implants, even saline ones are made, the shell is made of toxins and even the silicone ones, the shell and the inside is made of toxins. And so what a lot of these surgeons are studying, these explant surgeons that just remove implants because they know how bad they are for ladies. They literally do thousands and thousands of explant surgeries. They've been studying that like the way like osmosis works, like the way science works is that these toxins seep out of these implants if they're ruptured or not. And so that capsule that is around your implant, it's an inflammatory response. You want to get that out. You want to get anything to do with inflammation out and you want to get anything out of the body that has toxins in it. So I wanted to see a surgeon that would do a full end block capsulectomy get the, all of it out and do the proper incision site to properly do that. So I actually went to my surgeon that put them in and it was a really rough appointment for me because he was going to take them out the way he put them in. And that was like the insertion under the areola, but you need to do the insertion under the breast, the full cut. And I asked him, I was like, are you going to make sure you take the full capsule out? Cause I need it all out. And he's like, yeah, we'll try to do our best. I was like, no, there's no trying here. Like there's a specific way this needs to come out because it's making me sick. And then the lady that was working with him was actually like, are you a part of this breast implant illness page on Facebook? And I was like, yeah, I am actually. And she like scoffed at me and she's like, oh, I wouldn't believe everything you read on there. And I knew from that point, I was like, if they're not going to do this properly and they're not going to believe in me and they're going to judge me, I'm not going to get them out by him. And it would have been cheaper. It would have been like three grand to get them out. And I think it was about 10 grand to get them in. So I was researching online. Okay. What are these explant surgeons? Like, where are they? Which one can I see? And so then I found a surgeon, <clears throat> a couple surgeons, one was in Edmonton and one was in BC. So those were the closest ones to me. I gave them a call and they were super booked up. So it would have been like eight months to a year, even a year and a half that I could go see them. And I was like, man, like I, I can't even do anything. I can't leave my house. I can't go to work. Like I need these things out as soon as possible. So then I was doing more research. I was calling people all around us and none of them had availability either. And then I finally found a surgeon in Costa Rica, Dr. Victor Yerzola. And he was a explant surgeon only. 
and he posts about breast implant illness and all these things. And I was like, okay, this would be a great guy to see. I gave him a call. He could get me in within like a couple of weeks. And I was like, all right, this is going to be awesome. You go to like a little farm in Costa Rica after your surgery, nurses take care of you. You're there for a week. You heal you. They drive you to and from the surgeon's office to get any extra treatments and care that you need. They give you like vitamin C bags if you want. They do some other like chiro treatments, like all different kinds of things, more of a holistic approach. And I was like, this is perfect. I'm going to do this. This will be such a good way. Like I get to, you know, go away for a bit and really, truly heal away from home. I booked all my flights. I booked everything. I was going to do it. I need these things out as soon as possible. So when I get my life back and then COVID hit, I couldn't travel. I was already going through so much depression because of everything I was going through and my symptoms were causing chronic depression. But now I was like super defeated. Like now I'm not going to get my life back. What do I do? I had to cancel all my flights. I had to cancel my surgery. Thank goodness I got some money back for my flights eventually. But I ended up calling every surgeon close to me that I could. I called them to ask them if they did explant surgeries, what their skill set is in it. And not many people did it. So then I still kept calling the BC and the Edmonton office. I called them. I emailed them very consistently. And then one of the ladies from the Edmonton office actually reached out to me. She was like, hey, like, I noticed you've been calling us and emailing us a lot. Like, is everything okay? And I told her, I was like, I have like over 45 symptoms a day that I'm living with since I got these implants in. They're making me extremely sick and I need these out as soon as possible. And she was such a sweetheart and understood and she could like feel the pain in my voice. And so she's like, you know what, I'm going to flag your file in the system so that if and when we have a cancellation, you'll be the first person that comes up in our system. And I think it was like a week, a week or two later, and she gave me a call and she's like, hey, Jess, we have a cancellation. Let's get you booked in for a consult as soon as possible, like within the next week. And I think my surgery was booked probably about a month after that. So I was super grateful and super excited for that. So that was my journey of, you know, getting into the surgical side of things. I take my hat off to you because you were really consistent and you were persistent with what you wanted done and you didn't give up no matter what your state was. You were not in good states. You were suffering in pain. You were suffering depression on top of it. Yet you're like, no, I'm getting these out no matter what. And I, I'm proud of you for not giving up after Costa Rica, you know, because especially when the body is on a downhill spiral, it's really hard to come back up for air. You usually just keep going down until you hit rock bottom. And I think you'd already had through all this. So kudos to you for doing that. And getting your solution to your problem. What was the healing process after? Like, was it a while? Was it a week? Did you, were you taken care of well? Yeah. So my mom actually drove me to Edmonton and stayed the night there with me. And yeah, essentially I had surgery there, stayed at a hotel, came back the next day after he removed and changed my dressings. And honestly, the day after I had surgery, it was crazy because I always had these like swollen red circles all around my eyes. The whites of my eyes were red. And the day after surgery, that was all gone. Like I felt like 
500 pounds were lifted off my chest and my shoulders. And I felt such a relief. Like my body was like, it was like a big sigh. Like even the day after, like the day of my surgery, I walked out of there and I felt great, even though I was like, had just gone through one of the craziest surgeries, like, you know, two hour surgery or whatever. I I felt so much better. And the healing journey, it was, you know, it's been, it's been a, a long process. You know, I'm still healing to this day, but you know, I, I just took it day by day and I noticed, you know, every month a new symptom would go away. The next month, something else would go away or it would improve. You know, my, my digestion improved, my, my brain fog, like my, my memory, all that would improve because, you know, my short-term memory was awful for the longest time. My, you know, of course my breasts weren't sore and warm anymore. The source was gone. I had a lot of like chest pains and stuff too. And that was gone. Yeah, I just started to see everything slowly go away. And, you know, even though it was a slow process, I still had to remind myself, you know, I'm healing, you know, I still have symptoms, but I have less than I did have. And so that was the really rewarding part. And, you know, I tried to go back to work and it was, you know, not the best for me. So I decided to take a full year off work because working as a nurse is, you know, pretty challenging, especially if you're going through a healing journey. Uh, fortunately, my my doctor actually he he was he was awesome in the way that he allowed me to go on like sickness benefits and would write notes to my work stating that you know this is inappropriate work for me. And he actually you know he saw what I was going through and he saw you know how I was getting better after I got these things out too. So he believed in me and he was doing all he could do as well in that time to help me kind of figure out financially what to do and, you know, what to apply for. So that was a significant help, you know, having that full year off just to heal. And, you know, I did a lot of detoxing and cleanses and a lot of holistic remedies and, you know, like stretching and going in nature. And, you know, I'm still incorporating all those into my life to this day. So many of the ladies on the breast implant on this journey, they say like, five, seven years, they're still healing. It can take a significant amount of time, depending on how fast your body detoxes and, you know, how many symptoms you had and kind of how long you've even had them in. So, I mean, I had them in November, 2018. I got them out July, 2020. So it was a very short period of time. You know, I got sick two months after, but I feel like I have, since I got so sick, so fast that, you know, my body just needs a little bit of extra time to heal. The first thing you do as a person like these days is you Google something, right? So if you Google breast implants and you see like if they're good or bad for you or like their medical problems, technically Google will say medically your body doesn't reject that, which is untrue technically. If we if we take as example your story, anyways, yeah, I'm just I'm 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 very glad to see you're doing you're doing good and you're doing better and you look great. If, if a girl were come to you to, because again, there's no judgment here to anybody who wants to do it. This is, this is just to bring like the, the issue to the surface and just to show that not every time is going to go well and what to do if that were to happen. What would your advice be to, you know, a girl coming to you and be like, you know, I really want to do this. Uh, what do you advise me after what you went through? Even if she still like, she still wants to do it, even knowing your story or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So I've had a lot of ladies come to me, to be honest, and some chose against and, you know, one chose to get them. And, you know, I just tell them my story. 
like, look, this is what I went through. These are my resources that I have of all the ladies, hundreds and thousands of ladies who are going through breast implant illness. Just take a look and see what you think about it. And I really asked them why they're getting them in the first place. You know, does it come down to self-love and self-worth? So at the end of the day, if you don't love yourself and you get these implants in, you'll never love yourself. And I, I feel like I truly lack confidence and self-love my entire life. And that's why I was getting these to make me feel more worthy and to love myself more. So I would ask them, like, are these truly going to make you happy? And, you know, what would you do if they ended up making you sick? You know, how would you go about that? Because it is it is a, quite the investment. You know, it's 10 grand to get them in, 10 grand to get them out. And to see if it's if it's really worth it. And just really support them through their decision, whether they're going to get them or whether they're not. So I, I think I've probably stopped, I'd say, 15 girls from getting them in. And I've had two friends get them theirs out as well. It's because they didn't want to go through what I went through and they were already experiencing symptoms. You know, it's, it's really good for people to hear your story and to make the decision of whatever it is they want to go and which they want, which way they want to go. When push comes to shove with almost every human body, anything foreign that we put in, whether it's breast implants, whether it's a prosthetic, you do face the chance of your body rejecting it. I have an eyebrow piercing. Lots of people have gotten eyebrow piercings and with it, I don't know how short of a time the body rejects it and pushes it out. So these are just simple things. And what brings to fruition for me about your story is to really, for people that are not connected to their bodies, to really start listening and find practices out there that connect you to your body. You, the more self-love and care and meditation, whatever you do for you that betters you physically, mentally, emotionally, That way you're able to tap into what's up, what is going on. Something's not right today. And a lot of people out of fear push that stuff away. They're like in denial about it. I'm fine. I'll get over it. That get over it sometimes turns into a year or two and then you have some really bad news. So I'm grateful for you, the support that you had around and for you finally listening to to yourself and being like, no, we got to do this. And the second that you did your whole world changed. So again, awesome. So awesome. And also uh, what I wanted to add too is like that love and care goes long, like a long way, right? Like having that woman that called you, like people, you know, being there for you and taking a minute out of their day to be like, to talk to you and be like, you know what? I think that that might be it. Like it's, 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 it's a great thing to see that love and care will take, will take you places. And with that being said, is just to make sure that every woman out there who's even considering doing that, like, good for you. But yeah, do the research, talk to people. I guess the biggest thing here, it's okay to change your plans, even if an inch of your body is telling you not to do it, if it's scared. You know what I mean? Because as Adonia said, and Jessica mentioned too, it's like, as more as alignment you're with your body, like you'll know. If something doesn't feel right, you're gonna got this little like anxiety. But you know, there's a good, there's a good anxiety and bad anxiety. There's good anxiety to like the next step, the promotion, or whatever it is to do you want to do in life. But in this kind of situations, I'm pretty sure people know how to realize what's different in the anxiety that they're feeling, and then like the, the, the bad, the not the good butterflies, but the bad butterflies into their stomach. So it's okay to change your plans. That's what that's what it is. Sometimes we, we think we want to do something, but 
you know, God or whatever you believe in has, has different plans for you. And for you, Jess, I just think it was just like the whole thing to be able to share your story and just to be like a compass to many women to like realize what's going on with them after listening to the podcast or your story or, you know, helping more women like you that, you know, might have gone through like for years and years. It's been like five, six years now and they're not living the, their prime, you know, life right now due to like something that they could have never imagined. Because not everybody's a good researcher either, right? Like, as Adonia said, we just keep brushing things off and you're like, that's fine. Everything's fine. Um, what I wanted to say real quick is I know that you're on Facebook uh, as a part of the breast implant illness page. And is that where people can connect into? Like, where would you recommend if somebody's listening today? I want some more information besides you, of course, because this is a channel for people to connect with you. Is that where you recommend they go? Is that Facebook page? And could you recite it so we know people know where to go? Yeah, of course. So one of the best uh, Facebook pages, I would say, it's called Breast Implant Illness and Healing with Nicole. So that is one of the best resources. There's tons of ladies on there, tons of resources and information. You can post on there if you have questions. Um see all the ladies' stories and results. And then a website is www.breastimplantillness.com. A lot of implant um, information on there too. Surgeons, how to heal, how to detox, information about breast implant illness and everything there as well. So those are probably my two top resources. Amazing. So after all your journey and everything you've been through for a long, I mean, it ended up being like quite a, quite a time, quite a time that you were dealing with all that. And, you know, the mind and everything, the games that it plays and all the emotions and all the, I guess, like the despair you were going through too, trying to get them out, right? Wanting to do something and not be able to do yourself. What would you define as success today? So I would define success as continuing to move forward not give up, continue fighting, you know, while still making accomplishments in life, no matter how small they may be, and no matter what comes our way. And so before we, before we just tap into your message here, because we always like to close our podcast with our, your message to women today, and it's, it's, I think it's a fair question, but do you regret it? Do you, if you're going back now, thinking of everything, thinking that moment that you went into surgery and you said, I'm going to do this. Like, do you, do you regret it? Do you have that, like, you know, that, that negative feeling of like, why the F did I ever think about doing this and all that? Like, I guess what I want to show here is that you went through all that. What is your, like, what is your mental state right now? And how did you get it to a point where you don't blame yourself constantly about that one choice because you didn't love yourself enough or whatever the case may be just to, to, to help somebody out there who's going through something like this to get to that step, I would say. Yeah, that's a very good question. So I've thought about this a lot and I don't want to live life for, with regrets. And I made a choice in 2018 to go forward with my surgery and it caused a lot of health issues and trauma to me but at the end of the day everything's meant to happen for a reason and it made me stronger as a person going through everything I went through I'm more relatable to certain people who are going through illness who are going through pain I can 
understand people better. Not only that, but it's made me better. It literally forced me out of my unhealthy addiction from the gym and competing. And it really made me think about self-love more, about appreciating my body for how it is, how it naturally is. And, you know, I chose to allow it to transform me in the best of way. And it even, I feel like I've evolved so much. Like, I feel like I'm a total different person than I used to be. Like, I just resonate with so much more love and care than I used to. My relationship with my fiance is extremely better. You know, I understand him and I understand how to grow our relationship better. I'm able to grow better, stronger relationships with people in general. So I I don't regret it 100%. I feel like it's made me an entirely different and better person. And I love hearing that because, you know, that's what forms us and shapes us are these experiences, no matter how hard they are. So thank you for being vulnerable and sharing all of that. And I'm happy you don't have regrets about it. You know, it's we have to see the different perspectives and the things that we go through to shape us as humans. Now, the final thing that we want you to leave us with is your message to women today. We make thousands of choices a day and we can either let something define us, control us, and even destroy us, or we can choose to let it strengthen, empower, inspire, and motivate us and even others who are on our path and ultimately choose to let it transform our life for the best. I love it. I love it. Jessica, it was such a pleasure. Again, incredible value, like a lot of things to be learned. And I am just so happy we had the opportunity to do this with you because honestly, I can't imagine how many women are going through what you have been through, right? Like, because a lot of women, we don't talk about it. They don't talk about it. They don't reach out for help and they think they're all alone. And it's just nice when we bring stories like that to the surface, because you know, you're not alone. There is always, I can guarantee you out there, a team of people, a community that can support you. So literally and Facebook is just a great tool about it. There's like freaking groups for everything. So if you're listening and you're going something similar, maybe it's not breast implants, maybe something else that's your answer. Just like reach out, you know? Jessica, yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you again. And I'm so sorry to hear everything you've been through, honestly, as a woman, from woman to woman, because like I cannot imagine the pain, you know, everything you had to go through. But I'm just very glad to see you today here and have you share your story and just like, you know, see you glow. The the now that I'm seeing, it's, it's just, it's beautiful. So thank you. For everyone listening, whatever you're going through, there's nothing to be ashamed about reach out to community. Jessica, please leave us your handles. Where can people find you, whether it's email or social media? Because it's nice to hear your voice, connect to your story and have somebody, if you're open to it, directly connect with you. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, Facebook. You can email me as well. So I'll leave you all the information for that. That's perfect. And you can find that in our show notes, everybody. So again, thank you so much for being on the show. It was such a pleasure. I learned so much from you. And this is what this is all about. We're learning from each other and sharing each other's stories. Woman Up is a podcast inspired by women and their stories to move forward. This has been another episode of Woman Up. Woman Up. Woman Up. Thank you for listening to Woman Up. You can find all links and websites to our wonderful women in our show notes. We encourage you to connect and follow them. We're always looking for the next woman to share her story with us. To feature the women who inspire you, please contact us on Instagram at womanup, there's only one you.